Keeping Icon, welcome back to my little underground. It's good to see you too. Good to see you too. Sarah R says hi. And so does Heather L. E-L-L-E. Love them. Both of them are great. I have yet to meet um, Heather yet, but um, Sarah R. Really, what up? What uh, up? Really wonderful. They're a great addition to the band. And yeah, Sarah R. is with her family right now. How did Heather come into the band? Become an icon. I met Heather. Um, I actually asked Heather's project, Flossing, to play with Weeping Icon um, when I was booking a show for us. I guess last time we booked a show before this one anyway a while ago um some other show i booked for us um asked them to open and they couldn't um but then we started talking just through instagram and uh yeah then met up then hung out a bunch and they were really cool and uh then when we were, I mean, we've always been kind of looking for a noise person to kind of uh, complete us, but we weren't actively necessarily looking for a little bit of time. Um, and yeah, I, I think I just asked and Heather was interested and then went from there. Being, um, being a complete outfit now, when I'm listening to uh, Oselli, and this is the first effort of Weeping Icon since the first album. Are you thinking of reinventing yourselves at all? Like, do you feel like when you're recording something, are you thinking, well, we made this song before? You know, has that ever come up at all? I think that when we create, like we were talking about this the other day in another interview, and Lonnie was talking about how, you know, it's normal for us and, not normal for most bands, but what is normal for us is to create all together, um, that, that everything is, is written together in the room together, completely collaborative process. And so, um, uh, I think every song ends up really different, nothing. Occasionally we do something where we're like, Oh no, that really sounds like this other thing we did, but for the most part, everything ends up sounding really different. And I guess it's kind of difficult to put our finger on if we are changing as a band. It kind of almost takes putting out an entire body of work, like the next album that we're working on, that is just going to be a lot darker and heavier and, and sort of seeing where we are in that chapter uh, uh, to be able to really notice that there's been any sort of marked change because every song is so different from the next, at least to us and our construction, the way that we approach it, um, that it's kind of, um, yeah, hard to even realize, you know, we don't, we don't get stuck in a in a thing necessarily because it's always different and weird. I know when I'm listening to this, uh, I hear a lot more droning. And uh, to what you were saying, Sarah, about everything sounding different, like um, two ways and it goes right into everything has eyes and it's like it's it's a totally different ride. Like so am I to expect or are we to expect a lot more droning or more riffing going on you know what i mean hmm. i think a little bit of a and b okay um <laughs> as, as we do let's go but i i know that sarah got a freeze pedal recently so i think there might still be some droning happening in some other songs mm -hmm. um but i don't know I, I i think that we like to create ambiance 
And because of that, um, we like to create space in our spatial noise parts. And I think we're bringing that also to our um, sound in our regular songs. I don't know if this, <laughs> I'm like, you know, calling our songs just regular songs, but um, it'll all be more, I don't know. I, I think I, I think things are coming together in sort of a more cohesive kind of way. I would have to agree <laughs> because when I'm listening to this, uh, I'm I'm hearing songs that you can experience but not too much so where it's just a like an art installation it's not actually music yeah i guess that is kind of what we're going for so thank you that the yeah. sort of marriage between creating like a pop song but having it be like full-on art and and sort of making it some weird thing in the middle that not necessarily everybody's gonna get but we we love yeah and then when i'm hearing a song like two ways which is something that um you can experience it kind of reminds me of like envy um it puts you in perspective of how you're acting in your everyday life of us living in this digital world like how are you acting in the digital space versus how you're acting in real life oh, the people that hard. you're calling out on social media for doing this thing and not living up to this moral high ground but how are you living in your actual life mm, yeah that's true that's very true. Oh, wow, Peter, you should write all our statements. <laughs> Good thinker. Yeah. Uh, you should be in the writing room with us. You, you oh, gotta, boy. You oh, boy. Art. It's interesting, though, because two ways definitely is like a sarcastic kind of like, you know, you're looking as that person and 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 expressing, kind of expressing it in the song. But then Pig Shit and Trash is actually, it's also the same thing. It's It's talking about um you know like pointing at these like kind of government officials and being like what are you doing like in your you know in your home life like it's kind of you know it's actually it's it's interesting that because we didn't exactly put those together when we were writing them but I think um the message is pretty similar of just like um you know are you what are you putting out there like what are you um, are you saying the things that you actually want to change or, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think like it was definitely discussed that there were similar motifs, even though they were like different approaches and that everything has eyes was supposed to be this sort of like mixing those messages and getting from point A to point B, like how you go from just being like a regular motherfucker to the, to like a, like a government official level motherfucker. And, uh, and, but I, I I, I think, you know, in this moment, talking about it, that probably is the central message in our band is the dichotomy between, like, who you really are being in the world versus what you're putting out, like what, you know, or the image of yourself versus who you truly are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think back to, I wasn't even thinking about the government per se, uh, Lonnie, but when I'm when I was listening to Like Envy, when you dropped that song, it's almost like we're creating characters of ourselves on social media and creating this kind of uh, unrealistic expectation or schedule. I post at this time every day at three p.m. But uh, <laughs> this song is like I'm. I was listening to this on the train today, and I was thinking about my own life. Like, how am I acting on on the internet? 
how am I acting when I do this podcast? How am I acting in front of people? Then how am I acting in my actual life? What are my actions saying? You know, it's uh, it's really interesting. Like, is is our interaction with the internet, or it doesn't have to be the internet, just uh, how we go about life and how we create this facade for ourselves. Are you that existential when you're making uh, when you're making music, or are you just let's just jam and be musicians? And then we conceptualize. I mean, I think I think it's usually B, like the second thing you said, where we just come in and we jam. But it, yeah, I, we did talk about this the other day about how just it's kind of um, we weirdly like we'll go into the practice space. We'll have a lot to say about the world and about things and about all the, the things that we that are going on in life that we, um, you, you know, gossip about. Or whatever and then we jam and then i guess those feelings and those moods stick um when we jam so then when we're actually creating lyrics and creating overall mood and vibe um yeah it it, it kind of it's weird because it happens um kind of magically and not necessarily forced i don't think um, I mean, Sarah, do you agree? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that our band like is kind of like our a therapy space in a lot of ways. And so we go in and like actually chat about stuff and, uh, about what's going on in our lives and the world. And so, like you said, the, that sets the mood for the music and, and what we want to release. And then we start saying words and it's like these things that kind of really stick with us a lot end up kind of being motifs that we return to and want to integrate in the songs. And, and then we're like, that's what this should be about. Or like, that's, you know, we, we get kind of excited about, about that. Yeah. Cause when I'm, when I'm listening to, to these, uh, to these songs or any of your songs, it's, uh, it, it's, it's similar to what we talk about off offline and, um, it's great to see that come to fruition in the most, um, you know, organic way. You know what I mean? It's I'm interpreting this song one way, but you're going to talk to somebody tomorrow and they're going to tell you something else. And I think that's what makes for it kind of an interesting, you know, artistic um, uh, tune, even though I do love songs that are not about anything. That's cool too. But it just so happens to be that we, the icon makes music. That's about something, whatever it may be. Um, you guys are playing shows now and it probably took you a while to get comfortable with the idea of playing shows again. Cause the last time you put out music, there was a big disease in between that. <laughs> so uh, when did you decide, okay, we're, we're ready to do this and going forward, are you trying to put out, you know, not put out, go on a tour or anything like that. I know you did a little one in early 2020. Well, Sarah and I have, we work in bars and Throughout the entire pandemic, we actually had to work. Um, so to be very frank with you, I never truly, I mean, I was afraid, I was scared. I, you know, uh, didn't know what the future would hold and and all that, but I still wanted to practice and I still wanted to continue working in some way, somehow. Um, and I think we pushed because, you know, we pushed that because we were um, 
that's just what we wanted to do and what, what we wanted to get out of life. I mean, I'm only really speaking from my, from my own perspective, but, um, but I personally never really stopped. I felt like playing actual shows was definitely strange. Um, only because, I mean, who wants to play a show when people aren't willing to go see you? So that was the main reason for me. I mean, um, aside from getting my family members sick and things like that around the holidays. Um, so, I mean, but it, it was very natural for us to just continue playing, I think. Um, and I don't, I mean, it we was took a, break. a new world, but. Yeah, we didn't play for like four months probably but then at a point we started playing again and because we had to and we wore masks and we kept our windows open until the practice space yelled at us and uh and over time you know it, we we learned more about it and and we started playing shows i think once you know everybody was pretty reasonably vaccinated and new york was pretty safe and anybody that like everybody had access to it that it was important that everybody could have access at that point and that mm -hmm. anybody who chose to not get vaccinated that was their choice but everybody who wanted to to protect themselves in that way had the option to that was when we were I think able to go forward and do it and it didn't feel right it felt scary for a little while maybe but now it really kind of feels like, okay, I can be in a room full of a bunch of people and I'm not, you know, we have enough, I don't know, developments that I'm, you know, we're not going to endanger anyone any more than they're already endangered, including ourselves. So, um, yeah, we're, well, we're definitely going to tour more. We're definitely going to tour. Right? Yeah. Our, 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 our month long tour turned into a week long tour uh in early 2020 because that's when the pandemic started but uh next year we would really like to do some more touring get back on the road say hi to some friends and see some places and find more vintage clothing for your shop oh my Protection god spell. we're gonna need to take three extra cars <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need to send packages back to to our partners <laughs> oh boy oh boy Except this oh. box it's full of coats <laughs> just coats just coats of southwestern coats yeah. yeah so tell me about a production protection spell i know that's this has been the works for a while like what what inspired you to to really get this going all right, all right, all right. um well uh lonnie and i have since we've toured for a really long time mm -hmm. and we love treasures okay wait i'm gonna go about rewind to when we first met in high school uh whoa we're going way back okay let's go we yeah got time. yeah I know to make us feel old here a hundred years ago back in high school uh Lonnie and I used to uh be the people it in the lunchroom that just used to pull random toys out of our bags and uh, just like random like look at this thing I had at home look at this little pooping animal look at this I have a jar of Nutella we all have you know and we were just always uh yeah pulling out random stuff we were just we've always been treasure people our mothers were both kind of little trinket treasure collectors and uh, it's sort of in our in our in our DNAs. So um, so when we uh, started going on tour, we always would go to shops and, and especially like uh, thrift, secondhand, vintage stores, et cetera, and just like collect 
collect treasures and we've always been doing it. So we both started selling vintage just a little bit um, during the pandemic. And uh, we already obviously loved, you know, loved found treasures. It's like going to the museum. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're in the museum of somebody else's life. It's really fascinating and beautiful. And you find such special things where everything is like she and H and M, you know, fast fashion crap today. Um, it's really cool to have like, you know, this, this really, these really special items that like are the, maybe the last one of it in the world. Uh, even if, you know, 50 or hundred or 500 were produced, you know, maybe you got the last one. Um, they're special items. And, um, and so that stuff is all really cool. And uh, I work in an area of uh, like sort of deeper end of Bushwick, border of Ridgewood and Brooklyn, Queens. And, um, and there's nothing around here like this. And so I was thinking of uh, opening uh, a spot around here. And, um, and so Lonnie and I decided to do it together. And um, yeah, it's fun to do a, like a, like a business art project. Yeah. Trying to keep our, keep our prices as low as possible for everybody and just sort of share the wealth of like, you know, because we have cars, we can go out into the world and just pick stuff up and, and just want to bring back treasures for all the lovely folks around here to, uh, to wear and enjoy. What kind of research goes into finding old treasures to not only sell and but to price appropriately pricing i mean it's a lot of research it is um i mean first we find the thing because we never know where we're going to find something um and that's what's really fun is digging and doing the hunting um and then i guess the more that we've done it and bought things the easier it's becoming to kind of price and to see you know what is old or what's worthy of being in the store um and you know some people they're not going to pick the vintage that we're going to pick and that's cool um and that's why you go to different vintage stores because each place has something different um but uh yeah the research process Pretty much it's just like looking it up and figuring you know and trying to come up with a fair price that kind of exists somewhere between the price that we would sell things already at and um and what people sell it for yeah like or also like what what we paid for it like obviously if we even if it's a really nice item we didn't pay like a crazy amount for it then we're gonna make it a little more discounted for everybody and and just try to do the best to, that we can to share the wealth um, of the cool items. Yeah. yeah. My very uh, novice experience exploring uh, some of the vintage shops in like the Bushwick Ridgewood area. Um, I've seen a few different things. Like you said, they've been, each shop is kind of different. Um, there's a few shops that have records and there's a few shops that have like old wrestling t-shirts, which I found. Um, so what um, what is one or a few unique identifiers for Protection Spell versus other um, local vintage shops? So a few things that make us different. One, we're not doing like buy, sell, trade. Um, it's not 
the right business model for us, depending, you know, it's, it's sort of dependent on the space that you have. Our space is quite small. And in order to keep our prices low, um, if we do the sourcing ourselves, then we don't have to do an additional markup. Like we don't have uh, folks bringing in other clothes that we resell and consign. Um, we are uh, currently only a little bit, but in the future going to consign local artists items. So some of it will also be like really cool wearable artisanal items. Uh, we are not going to have, um, you know, home items really, it's really just clothing and accessories. I think one thing that kind of sets us apart is that um, we've decided to not do a gendered layout that didn't feel right to us. Um, so basically you come in and things are organized by their section and general size. Um, but uh, we really want to make all people and bodies feel welcome in that space. And so if you are not ascribing to the uh, gender binary, especially the cisgender binary, you know, like the like cisgendered kind of layout um, then uh, and sizing, then you can feel welcome to come in and just find whatever you jive with and and put it on. And 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 that's that. And we also uh really want to work to have a lot of larger bodied items um, so that everybody can feel, you know, I, I just hate when I walk in as like a, I'm not a, I don't know. I, I, my size is sort of in the middle maybe. And for, for some folks um, not, not tiny, not, not big, but um, I, I kind of hate when I go to a thrift store uh, or a vintage store rather not, it's usually vintage stores uh, like in Williamsburg, for example, uh, where all they sell is just for teeny tiny bodies. And that's cool for teeny tiny bodies, but I like treasures too. And a lot of the shit does not fit me at all. And so, yeah, we've tried really hard to make sure that we're just being um, inclusive and welcoming to all of our friends and neighbors. Well, thank you so much, Lonnie, Sarah. Uh, this is your time to plug away all things Weeping Icon and Protection Spell. Well, awesome. Thanks for having us on, Peter. We love you as a uh, as a podcaster and as a person. Um, yeah. True. Um, we have a show December 8th at uh, TVI, and it's with Martin BC. Um, Sarah actually performed with him on a on a record. Um, and it's a release show. The release show for that record um and live skull is performing they're, they're like a 90s kind of post noise band post noise i don't know something like <laughs> free noise band free post um, noise okay uh, yeah i i guess like someone claimed that they were like um one of the bands that started noise rock um okay. i don't know i i don't really know them so I'm excited for that. And then um, the uh, Norman Westberg from um, Swans is also performing too. And us. So it should be really fun. And that um, that's December 8th. Um, other than that, we're working on a full length and Protection Spell is doing a lot of stuff for the future. Working on it. We're on a Knickerbocker between Decatur and Cooper and we're open Wednesday through Sunday, and you can find us on Google. Wow. Social plugs, <laughs> social handles. At protection underscore 
spell underscore at weeping icon, both on Instagram and nothing else. So yeah, right? Yeah, that's it. That's us. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much, icons. <laughs> okay, good to see you. Thank you.